Hey friends, happy Wednesday. Welcome to October the 12th and thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. It's Wednesday, so tonight we have groups and we launch our fourth quarter of groups. Tonight, actually we launched on Sunday, but as far as Wednesdays go, they start tonight and I'm excited about it. Pastor Stephen and I will be teaching in the main auditorium. So I'm teaching tonight and I'm excited about that. Wednesday night, uh, I'll be teaching the first two lessons in the book of Micah. The next 10 weeks, we're gonna go through the book of Micah together. It's my goal that we would teach through the whole Bible at Emmanuel, and I'd like to teach through the whole Bible myself. That's why I'm doing the Psalms on Enough for Today. That's the longest book of the Bible. Uh, Luke and Acts are two other very long books of the Bible. We've already got those down. We're in the middle of John. We've done five or six others. Uh, maybe seven, eight, I haven't, I haven't counted recently, but we've covered large portions of the scripture. And uh, so I'm really excited to dive into Micah. That'll be in the main auditorium and uh, we're gonna learn a lot. And I've enjoyed studying for this the last few weeks. So anyway, go online to ebcnewington.com or go on the Church Center app, pick your group and get registered and come on out tonight at seven o'clock. We are in Psalm 63 and we've just been going one verse at a time the last few days. And I've enjoyed it. I hope you have too. And I hope you've been encouraged and equipped. David is rejoicing in the wilderness. He's worshiping in the wilderness. If I had to title this psalm, it would be worshiping in the wilderness. I love that. And uh, God, God meets us in our desolate places. So we're down to about verse 8 yesterday. My soul followeth hard after thee. That uh, typifies the idea of being united, fixed, joined together unified inseparably my soul to God, to his heart and, um, and his right hand upholds me. So even in dark, desperate times, God is upholding us. Now we go to verses nine and 10 for today because David kind of turns the prism a little bit. And, and now instead of looking at himself and his own security and worship, God, worshiping God in the wilderness, here it is, doesn't just give me a perspective on who I am in God's hands and the sense and the experience of God in a very intimate and personal way. It also gives me a new perspective on what's coming against me. Um, in David's case, it's his enemies, those that seek to destroy his soul. But I want you to think of this in terms of things that seek to destroy your soul, things that come against you. So we could talk about uh, literal enemies, like like maybe those that are oppressing you in some situation or persecuting you for your faith or some sort of injustice that you've received, uh, practically speaking, from people relationally. But I think also we can think about the spiritual battles of our lives and even the fallen state of things, um, illnesses and things that come against us, trials and hardships, and just the brokenness of life that is coming against us that would um, threaten us, threaten to destroy our spiritual health and well-being, except for the grace and the protecting hand of God. So with that in view, let's read what David says. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down, shall go into, I'm sorry, shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. So let me get the big picture of this. First of all, um, David is saying, I'm not only upheld by the right hand of God, joined in soul with the heart of God, inseparably united to him, uh, in, safely harbored in the shadow of his wings, uh, praising him, joyful in him, lifting up my hands, 
savoring his loving kindness, experiencing him in this wilderness, um, declaring him as my God. That's, that's who he is and who God is and his safety in God. But now look at looking outward from that vantage point, from that um, posture of perspective, David has now a truthful, a realistic perspective on his enemies. That which threatens him, he no longer feels vulnerable towards it. Now he's a spectator. Let me just say it this way. He's moved from being victim to being victor. He's moved from being victim to being a spectator on on the soon coming demise of that which comes against him. He now has a real clear perspective on real eternal justice. You might say up to now in this psalm, he's got clarity on his eternal security. Now he's getting clarity on eternal justice, that nothing that comes against him is ultimately going to triumph. Now that doesn't mean uh, that I can't die uh, physically or that I can't have some sort of uh, struggle physically or uh, that I won't lose some little battles here and there. It's the big picture. Whatever's coming against me is ultimately going to fall. So let's break this down, okay? Look at verse 10. I'm sorry, um, verse 9. Those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go down in the into the lower parts of the earth. They're going to be buried, okay? So think of the picture here. Have you ever heard someone say, I'll bury you, or we're going to bury them, okay? That's just a finality. It's just a... A, a, a raw, final, eternal justice, God's going to bury it, okay? What encouragement. I want you to think specifically about what's coming against you or what you are swimming upstream against, uh, stream against or what is uh, weighing on you, what burden are you carrying, what enemies. God's going to bury it. There's going to be eternal reckoning and justice. It's going to be buried eternally. But look at verse 10. They shall fall by the sword. Now, the sword not only is Old Testament a battle, you know, weapon, uh, the word of God is the sword, okay, the sword of the spirit. Um, and in Revelation, Jesus has the word going out of his mouth like a sword to conquer. So uh, there's a big concept here that that God's going to bury what's coming against you, but he's also going to going to totally and utterly defeat it. And then they shall be a portion for the foxes. It will be consumed. It will be completely, um, it'll, it'll be dematerialized. Buried, conquered, consumed. That's the fate of everything that comes against your faith, that comes against your soul, that comes against your heart. It's all going to be defeated. No wonder Paul said that we are more than victors. We are more than conquerors. He has called us victors, triumphant in him. So my friend, take courage today, regardless of your emotions or how you feel or what you're going through. Take courage in the fact that whatever's coming against you, whatever you're struggling with, whatever depression, whatever hardship, whatever burden, it, um, it, has, it has a sentence already laid down uh, and it's awaiting its final execution. And in its final position, it will be buried, it will be broken, it will be consumed, and you will be flourishing in the kingdom of Jesus and in the care and the grace of God. So take hope today, worship in the wilderness, 
because worshiping in the wilderness gives you a sense of your eternal security and the someday eternality of final justice. Happy Wednesday. Hope to see you tonight. Have a great day.